You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Hello, my friends. How are you? Gosh, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been such a wild and wonderful ride to create this podcast so far. And I just love seeing the numbers come in of who's listening from where and which country. And oh my gosh, it is just so fun. I know that so many of you are feeling isolated and alone, as though you're the only guy in the world who has the same problem that you have. Maybe you feel like your level of experience is getting in the way, or you're concerned that you're at this point in your life and you still don't have the kind of relationship that you wanted to have by this point. And it's all so interesting for me as a coach because I hear these things from men all the time. And yet I know that you're not having these conversations with each other or that you don't have these opportunities to have these conversations with each other. So you just don't know just how common your feelings and worries really are. And so that's one of the goals that I have for this podcast is to be the person that helps connect your stories to one another so that you don't feel so alone, so that You know that there are countless other men struggling with the same kinds of things that you're struggling with, whether it's performance anxiety or sexual dysfunction or being a virgin in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or having a lot of anxiety around dating. I help men with these issues all the time, break out of their patterns and move forward and really step into a new version of themselves that they didn't even think was possible. And so that's what I hope to bring to you in this podcast. And I really hope it's helpful and that you'll share with someone in your life who might really benefit from hearing these words and the things that I have to share. So let's get into what today is all about. How women will react to you, or I guess more precisely how you think or how you're worried about how women will react to you. So You might have noticed a little bit of a theme here at the start of creating this podcast because I'm really highlighting a number of things that I see as common across the men that I am working with and have worked with in the past. And one really big theme is the concern about how a woman might react to you. Or to put it another way, what she might say or think or do in response to something that you say or do. But really, this issue goes beyond just your interactions with women, right? When we're afraid about how our boss might react or how our family might respond or how a friend or even a stranger might react, it's still all the same kind of stuff. It's usually not just reserved for when we're dating someone or when we like someone. So today we're going to figure this out because when this is at the forefront of our minds, then it's really hard to show up fully. I know this for sure because I've been there. In fact, being concerned with how somebody might react has been something that I have had to work through myself in order to show up for you. Every time that I create a social media post or send you all a newsletter or record a podcast like this, I don't know exactly how you or the other listeners are going to react. 
And so it's important in these cases to remember that someone else's reaction to the things that we say and do is not really about us. Even if they say it's about us or even if they try to make it about us, it's really not. So let's start by pausing for a moment and just think, why do we even care about how other people react? We tend to generalize this by saying, well, I don't want to get hurt. But that's not entirely accurate. Let's say that you want to ask a woman out and you're worried about how she will react. You're worried she might roll her eyes, say no, and maybe that she'll think you were silly for even asking. You're worried that these things will hurt. But what I want to help you see is that the things she says and does or thinks is not what hurts. It's your thoughts about those things that hurt. I like to say others don't hurt us. It's our thoughts about the things they say and do. That's the part that hurts. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about violence or abuse or trauma. I'm just talking about normal human interactions that can sometimes be painful. And what I want you to see is that the pain is not coming from anything she does with her eyes or the syllables that come out of her mouth or the thoughts that she's having in her own head. It's what you're making those things mean about you, that you aren't worthy or capable or that love isn't possible for you. It's the thoughts that you're having about the things that she does. That's what hurts so much. So in this example, as you're imagining asking a woman out, notice how often the brain focuses on the possible negative reactions. We don't really think about the positive. Your brain is wired to constantly be on the lookout for anything that might be dangerous or harmful to you. And so when you're feeling nervous about asking her out, you're probably thinking about all the negative ways she might react. She'll say no, she'll laugh at you, she'll tell her friends, she will say something mean in response, she will avoid you in the future, she will think something negative about you. Your brain isn't thinking about all of the wonderful, positive, possible results that could happen. It's not thinking about how she might say an enthusiastic yes, or she might say, I've been waiting for you to ask, I was really hoping that you would. Your brain doesn't automatically think that she might smile at you or think something nice about you. No. Notice how little airtime your brain gives to the possible positive responses. The brain doesn't tend to naturally think in these positive ways. It takes some redirection to get there. And it's not because your brain is broken <laughs> or that there's anything faulty with it. It's just doing its job. It's trying to keep you safe. And anything that it perceives as a threat, even if it's not really a physical threat, right? Like somebody saying something about you or having a thought in their own head about you, that's not a physical threat to you. And yet your brain perceives it in that way in its effort to keep you safe. Instead, it's so much more common that the brain will focus exclusively on the negative ones. And it's really important to understand why you're worried that she'll roll her eyes or that she won't respond or that she will tell her friends or that she will laugh at you because that's what you think is going to hurt. But what I want to help you see and help your brain to see 
is that you're not really worried about any of these things. What you're really worried about is how you're going to feel. And how you feel has nothing to do with her reaction, has nothing to do with what she does with her eyes or what she says to you or whether she laughs at you or walks away. The thing that is really affecting you is what's happening on the inside. What hurts is what you make those things mean. When you start to think that you're not deserving of love or that you'll never find it or that she's right, those are the things that hurt. When you're thinking that she's going to respond in a negative way and that you'll feel some version of terrible when she does, then it's no wonder that you don't want to ask her out. It's hard to take action when your brain is only focused on the negative possible results. In fact, when your brain thinks that something negative is going to happen, it's going to do everything it can to make sure you don't do the thing. And so when you're in this place of believing that somebody else's reaction has to do with the things that you say and do, then of course the temptation is to try to change your own behavior, to try to change the things that you would naturally say and do in order to try to get her to respond in a particular way. And so you get caught up in this cycle of changing the things that you say and do and sort of manipulating your own behavior in order to elicit a particular response from her. Because when you believe that whether or not you feel terrible has to do with what somebody else says, thinks, or does, then of course you would want to do everything that you can to get them to say, think, and do the kinds of things that you want them to do so that you can feel good about yourself. This is really at the heart of people-pleasing, changing your own behavior in the hope that someone else will respond in the way that you want. And even if this strategy appears to work some of the time, it's still an illusion. Because when it comes down to it, we can never control what anybody else says or does, and certainly not what they think. There are over 7 billion people on this planet. There is always the potential for someone to have a negative opinion about you. Just in the same way, there's always the potential for someone to have a positive opinion about you. And the same goes for me too. As I show up more publicly in my work as a coach for men, there's no shortage of haters. (laughs) With 7 billion people around, there's truly a never-ending supply of people who could have a negative opinion of what I say, think, and do. But that's not my focus. My focus is on you. The man who wants what I have to say, who finds it valuable and helpful. And the same is true for you too. You don't need to focus on the potential that a woman might be a no for you. You only need to focus on the woman who will be a yes to all that you are and everything that you bring. She's out there. The moment that you recognize that what is going on inside somebody else's head and the things that they say and do are completely out of your control, then you finally have the freedom to stop trying. So if you can't control how she will react, then what can you control? You can't control what she says, does, and thinks, but you can control what you say and do and think. If she says no to you, you get to decide what that means. Does her no mean that you're not worthy of love? Or does her no mean that you're amazing and that the two of you just weren't the right fit? Both of these opinions of yourself are available 
And you get to decide how you want to deliberately think about yourself. Yes, your brain may present you some automatic default thought, but you don't have to run with that one. That's just the first one that came to mind. But you get to deliberately choose how you want to think about her no, how you want to think about the fact that she rolled her eyes. There's nothing that can take that away from you because it's all about what's happening inside of you. I hope that what I'm sharing is not making you think that you should just put up with being treated like crap. That somebody can treat you without respect or kindness or that you should just deal with it because the part that hurts is how you think about it. No, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's saying that. You still get to have boundaries and the way you are thinking about the situation will help you uphold those boundaries. And we'll talk more about this in another episode soon. But what I am saying is that you don't need to tether your internal opinion of yourself to someone's external response to you. Humans are going to be humans. They're going to say and do and think a bunch of stuff that you wish they wouldn't. But you have zero control over that, my dear. You only have control over the way you are thinking about those things. And when you really take the reins of that, then your whole experience of the situation becomes so much easier, so much more empowered. I want you to notice how when you are so concerned with what someone else is thinking about what you're saying and doing, then it doesn't leave as much room for you to figure out how you're feeling or what you want to think about the things that you are doing. And that's really where we need to focus. So often we're so focused on what everybody else is doing and what they're thinking about us that we lose sight of how we want to be showing up and how we want to think about ourselves. What would your life be like if you were more concerned with what you think of yourself than what others think of you? Imagine the freedom that you would feel that you could ask any woman out that you wanted knowing that her response is her own. Imagine how you wouldn't need to change your own behavior in order to get her to respond in a certain way because that's not going to work anyway. You get to show up in the way that you want to show up and she gets to have whatever response she wants to to that. And that does not need to affect you on the inside. When we recognize the things that we don't have control over, then it really allows us to step into the things that we do have control over. So tell me, what's your opinion of the things that you're saying and doing and thinking in your life? That's where you want to spend your energy and your focus and your attention because that's the only opinion you have control over. Your opinion of you is the only opinion that you ever stand a chance of changing and that is totally within your power to change. You can't do anything about what somebody else thinks about you, but you can change how you think about you. All right, my friends, be well. I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one -on -one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. 
My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all, and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there. 